Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody out there, that's right, Positively Wrestling Evolved here with you. We're two guys who know nothing about wrestling, no, we, we know about wrestling. I, yeah. I do, I mean, speak for yourself. But we don't know anything about women. Not, not, that, that I don't know. No, yeah, we're clueless on women, but uh, we do like women's wrestling. Yeah. A lot, a lot. We do, we do. And even if I screw up the intro, it still gets the point across, it's great. I, I think you nailed uh, it, you but- nailed it. I'm Tim Kennard. With me is Steven Davidson, as always. Uh, question for you, Steve. Oh, okay. Well, actually, more of a, I want to take you back. Oh. We're going to go back to 2020. All right. We're going to go oh, back to Impact okay. Wrestling. Not far enough to where I still had hope. But no, okay. no, no, no. Impact Wrestling 2020 Hall of Fame induction for Ken Shamrock, who sends in a video congratulations. The Rock. He takes time out of his busy schedule to send in a video. Now let's fast forward to 2021 and Survivor Series, where they talk about it being his anniversary, run promos all night, and who didn't even send in a video? The Rock. (laughs) That's true. And you know what? Neither night did we get a video from Ryan Shamrock, which I think is unfair to Ken Shamrock. That's true. That's very true. I liked Ryan Shamrock. I think I think we all liked Ryan Shamrock. Yes, I think we did. Yeah. Not as much as Val Venus. But... No, no. <laughs> but anyway, besides the point, welcome to Positively Wrestling Evolved. We've got lots to talk about, lots of great women's wrestling on tap for the show today. Uh, how are you doing, Steve? How's your week been? Busy, getting ready. We're, we're behind the curtain. We're recording a day early this week because of Thanksgiving holiday here in the United States. So mm-hmm. it's Wednesday as we record this. So we are going to be behind on a couple of shows and we'll have two of those to cover next week but uh, yeah busy getting ready to leave town and trying to do a bunch of stuff and but other other otherwise i'm all right how about you uh, i'm kind of the same you know I'm, I'm getting geared up for uh of course the big feast uh tomorrow on thanksgiving which will be awesome uh lots of turkey love turkey and stuffing that's my favorite part ah yes um, yes I, I prefer i like turkey i like the ham better Oh, okay. More of a ham yeah. guy. Okay. More of a ham guy. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but uh, that's okay. Hey, different strokes, different folks. Uh, but uh, you make that up. What? Did you make that up? No, that's a saying I've heard for years. <laughs> yes. Thank you for, for, yes, that was my point. Okay. <laughs> what? Okay. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm clueless and lost. What else is new? Uh, <laughs> But uh, from the top, I mean, we're going to just talk about it briefly. I don't want to get we've we've talked at length about this stuff and this crap way too much. Um, more releases last week from WWE. Yeah. Uh, by, by their standards, only a few. Only a few. Another eight people. Right. So not many by their release from their contract. Yeah. Um, most notably notable for us here on the show, of course, is Tegan Knox. Crazy. Um, and I again, I'm just miffed by these because here's someone who i thought was tremendous in the ring huge potential great charisma i I just don't understand it could have been a big baby face 
Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, again, I just, I don't know. The releases... it's, been, it's been setback after setback for her too. Like she keeps tearing her ACLs yeah. and she misses action for a year at a time, three times, mm-hmm. three times that's happened to her. And now this, I mean, she's, she's going to land somewhere. Oh yes. And she'll be fine. We'll be seeing her. Um, with all with all, with all the stuff I watch nonstop, I'm sure I'll be seeing her somewhere. Yes. <laughs> um, so I, I look forward to that. But yeah, it, it's it's just a shame. And who, who knows what the future holds? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Vince won't be in charge forever. So we could see all these people back, any of these people back That's at some true. point. You um, never know. You never. You don't know. know. You don't know. But uh, best wishes to everyone who who got released. We know you're going to land on your feet. I, I will say, uh, just venturing, I did love uh the one response that i i mean a lot of people had responses but the one that um uh rockstar spud uh why am i oh 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 yeah um uh now you said rockstar spud i know and i've taken and and you got um you got it out of my head too yeah um why did i do with with uh kelly and dane um yeah um man we're just totally blanking um but his, his his video was kind of uplifting. I liked his his take on it, and I think anyone that's been released should go watch that. Drake Maverick, Drake Got Maverick, it. and and yeah. take a look at that because that's the mentality, and that's a great mentality to have. It's like, and it was just really well done. So well done, yeah. Um, about and and the sentiment, if you haven't seen it, is it's like your dream wasn't to be a wwe superstar it was to be a professional wrestler and you did that in spades and you're still going to do that right and that's what everyone needs to take to heart when these releases come is these people their dream not necessarily i mean some maybe their big dream was wwe and there's no fault in that right um but when it's when you started out i'm sure the first step was be a pro wrestler be a pro wrestler and all all of them did that and are going to continue to do that and like I say, they're going to catch on. They're going to be fine. Best wishes to everybody. Uh, I'm sure uh, they will land on their feet somewhere else. Yeah, for sure. But uh, let's jump in to uh, Smackdown. Wait, I got stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. Nah, forget it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> we have to go because we got to go by the numbers. We have to go by the numbers. The professor is in. Get ready for some math-based wrestling. Pop quiz, hot shot. All right, I do have math-based wrestling, but I have a surprise first. Oh, 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 okay, okay. I have a surprise first. I have a new segment. <gasps> Are you ready for this? Okay. I'm calling it Five Bits. Okay. A bit in the world of computers for like an 8-bit game, a 16-bit game, right? Okay. Each okay. bit can be on or off, a one or a zero, right? Okay. It's binary. So this is Five Bits, where I'm going to give you five questions, and you're going to get them wrong or right. Okay. Here's the challenge. Okay. I'm going to give you a name. All right. You're going to tell me if it's a female wrestler or a female video game character. Ooh. Okay. 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 All right. All right. I've got more than five here. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of pick as I go here and I'm going to start with Mona Sachs. Mona Sachs. Video game character. Yes. 
good. That's one. Do you know what game or series? Oh, the name is, it sounds so familiar. Like I, I know I've heard it. Uh, yeah. No, can't guess the game though. Max Payne. Max Payne. Okay. Yep. All right. Okay, good. That's one. All right. How about Faith Connors? Man, you pick some ones that definitely walk the line here. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Faith Connors. Ah, I think that can go either way, but I, ooh, I'm going to say video game character. Yes. Okay. Good call. Mirror's Edge. Ah, okay. okay. And I, right. I, you know, I should have known that, but I never realized her last name. Oh, I love the game Mirror's Edge. Okay, you just knew her as Faith. I just knew her as Faith, though. Got you. Okay. All right. How about Lady Shawnee? Oh, Um, man, another one that can go a couple different ways. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to go against my instinct, but I'm going to say wrestler. It is a wrestler. Good job. All right. You got three. There you go. Three. I was going to give you five, but you got three. Bam. All right. I mean, I can give you two more if you want them for fun. Sure. Why not? I like it. All right. All right. Let's try. All right. I'm going to give you an easy one. Okay. I think this one's easy. Isabella Valentine. Isabella Valentine. I'm going to say that's a video game. Yes. Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. Better known as Ivy. Ivy. Yes. Yes. And let's do one more. How about Dark Sheik? (laughs) Um, This one I'm totally clueless on. We'll say wrestler. Yes. Yeah, man, you're a good guesser, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> really about four of those you kind of guessed on. <laughs> well, when, I, I have a mentality. I have there's a method to that. Uh-huh. The method is because I am I'm pretty well versed in, you know, wrestling as far as remembering name. Well, I mean, I, I blank a lot, but as far as hearing them right. and remembering. Uh, but I'm really well versed in video games. Right. That's why so, I came up with this. Yes. And if I've never heard of of either, then more than likely it's a wrestler. Got you. Because like when you say the name, if it doesn't pop something, then okay, that's probably a wrestler. Because more than likely I would have heard it if it was a video game character. Right. Um, so that's kind of how I, I judge my the ones I had no clue on. <laughs> right. 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 But I like okay. that. That's a very cool segment. I dig it. All that. right. All right. All right. Well, good job. I'm impressed. All right. Nice work. Okay. Now I do have math-based wrestling. Here yes. we go. Now this is a six-day week, not a seven-day week. So keep that in mind. Uh, so we don't have uh, Dynamite to go off of, and we don't have uh, Ring of Honor's uh, Women's Division Wednesday mm-hmm. in, in the mix either. So taking those out of consideration, we had 29 women's matches across uh, AEW, WWE, NXT, Stardom, Impact, Ring of Honor, and NWA. Um, we also don't have an NXT UK to, to, to factor in this week either. Um, total of 12,431 seconds for three hours, 36 minutes, and 38 seconds. That's a 19.1% drop from mm-hmm. last week. Now, we only had one Stardom show this week too, so that, that definitely plays into it. Uh, the average... Match length, seven minutes, nine seconds. An increase of 
0.468%. In other words, the match average went up two seconds from last week. So, but hey, it's up, right? Hey, gains are gains, man. Right. Uh, the longest match of the week, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair, 18 minutes, 14 seconds at Survivor Series. That was the longest match by three seconds. It just edged out one of the startup matches. Wow. Um, shortest match, I called it when I texted you. Yep. It's not AEW. For the first time since we've been doing this, it's not AEW. It's Shayna Baszler and Natalia versus Aaliyah and Naomi from SmackDown at a flat one minute. Uh, we did have some short ones on AEW, but none that were underneath one minute in length although that could have happened because a couple weeks ago we had that ty conti match it went like 47 seconds so it was certainly yeah. possible um but yeah so a little a little shorter but match average was practically the same um and we definitely have we're gonna have more than that next week not only will we have eight days but we've got a start on pay-per-view ah uh, yes yes goodness I'll tell you what the telling thing though about the uh, the shortest match though being on wwe for me is that match took on took place on national television right although right. it being short was also part of the story so i'm that's a little true. more forgiving of it that's true it was yeah. part of the story yeah um but whereas most of the short short matches for aw have been relegated to dark or dark elevation yes for the most part yes but uh not that that for that's you know it's no excuse for them to be shorter but right and and you know also most of the women's matches for AEW have been on dark and dark elevation. That's true. That's yeah. true too. <laughs> so that's why it kind of balances that out. It doesn't really matter. Right. Um, but yeah, so cool math-based wrestling for this week. Uh, so again, as, and just to rundown, we're going to do like SmackDown, like we always do. We're going to get into uh, the turning point results and impact. Uh, we're going to get into uh, NWA, our ring of honor. Uh, then NWA, uh, then we got some stardom. Uh, then we've got our 205 Live and NXT. Do the same thing at this point. Basically, yeah. Uh, then we've got some AEW, and we'll round out, of course, with Raw. But <clears throat> let's see here. SmackDown, we uh, weren't sure we are even going to get this. They we didn't promote watching. it. <laughs> They promoted it like every day leading up to, but we get to the show and they don't mention it until literally the commercial break before it happens. Yeah. And they're like coming up and it was Sasha versus Shotzi. Yeah. A match that we were looking forward to. Yeah. Um, and uh, what, what, what'd you think? What'd you think with, with the booking of this match? Oh, the booking of the match. I thought the booking was fine. I mean, I, I know that, you know, Shotzi's new and she's losing here, but she's also a heel and it's a little easier to, to kind of absorb a loss like that when you're a heel than when you're a face. So I thought the booking of it was fine. Although for the most part, I thought Shotzi's looked a little lost out there. Yeah. And yeah, it seemed like the timing maybe just a little bit off. Like she was know. unsure of what she was supposed to do at certain moments. Um, although, like I told you, she sure knows how to sell the hell out of a meteora. That was how one to, of the bump for a meteora. That was one of the prettiest bumps I've ever seen for that yeah. move. Oh, she took it twice. Once on the outside, once on the inside. And yeah. Both of them look great. Fantastic. Fantastic. Probably the best bump I've ever seen from someone taking a meteora. Yeah. From Sasha or anybody else. I, I think you're right. I would, yeah. I would definitely agree. What do you think of the whole 
shake hands angle and the whole thing going into Survivor Series. Oh, that was that, that was perfectly Sasha. I thought that was right in her wheelhouse. That was that that was the character. She she's a face, but she's still Sasha. Like she hasn't gone full on 2016, smiling, shaking hands, uh, playing to the crowd. Like she's not a full on 100% baby face. She's against the heels but she still has that sneaky side to her. And I, I think it's the right kind of baby face for Sasha to be. Yeah. Kind of the anti-hero. Yeah. I like it. Um, we got a great vignette. And I guess this is going to answer the question as we weren't sure when Zia Lee comes in, is she going to be coming in as a face, a heel? Cause she was more of a heel on NXT. Yeah. With T and Shaw. But this definitely looks like she's going to be a face. Yeah. Uh, kind of leaning into the whole kind of superhero kind of feel comic book feel really dug this vignette yeah it Um, was similar in execution to the vignettes t and shaw got when they were about to debut uh and it made them really interesting and boa got a a pretty good vignette on nxt this week too Mm. so now they've dropped the the mei ying character apparently which seems like a huge waste to me yeah, it's kind of like, uh, what were you doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was such a cool character. And then they had her lose to Indy Hartwell, and now she's done. Um, but Zia Lee, I mean, very cool. Definitely grabs your attention. I think uh, people are going to notice that and remember her. And that's what you want. They need to do more vignettes for people that are new to the national audience. Yes. Uh, I mean, and I agree. You need more vignettes. You need to not, you gotta, but you got to plan it right. You don't want it to, to draw out too long. Cause like I say, with Rhea Ripley, it was too much. It was, it, we had to wait too long. We it got depends. those promos for like six weeks before she showed up. Right. It depends on what the vignette is. If the vignette has real substance, I think you can take longer with it. But if it's just X person is coming, yeah. X person is coming, then yeah. But you know, like those million dollar, we talk about them all the time, the million dollar man vignettes, Mr. Perfect vignettes, those had real substance. They were introducing the character and getting the audience used to who they are. That's fine. Take your time if that's what you're doing. And if they have a lot of story to tell in this form for Zia Lee and they want to take their time, I would be fine with it because that was freaking cool. Like I, yeah. I'll, I'll sit and watch more of that. Um, but you know, if they want to get her out there, that's fine too. I'm just afraid she's going to debut and then, you know, lose to an Italian in three weeks. Yeah. That would be bad. Um, not that we have anything against Natalia. It's just no, that's just a name I pulled out. Yeah, like Zia yeah. shouldn't, you know, l- if let you're going to build her, build her. Right. Don't don't build her to debut and then lose. That's right. stupid. <laughs> yeah, they do um, it too much. Yeah. Um, last week, <laughs> uh, last week, uh, of course, we had the breaking news right before we started to record that Tony Storm was taking that blank spot in to Survivor Series for that final slot in the women's team. And uh, it was breaking news to the SmackDown <laughs> a graphic team, apparently, because they didn't yeah. even put her in the graphic. What? Yeah, oh, man. Even, like, I, oh. <laughs> Just, I don't know. Michael, Michael Cole, they put the graphic up at the bottom of the screen, and Michael Cole literally had to say, the shadow is Tony Storm. How, how hard is it to drag and drop? You know what right. I'm saying? Come on. Right. And earlier in the show for the men's side. Yeah. Um, who, who earned their spot? It was uh, oh, was one of the men's team in um, the four way. Yeah. The fatal four way. It was uh, uh, 
Austin Theory? No, no, he was already in. Um, oh, Seamus, 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 it was Seamus. Seamus. Yeah, and he and was on the graphic immediately after the match. Immediately after the match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Day to prepare, you just forgot about Tony Storm. What the hell? Um, yeah, but, and, and you know, like like I was saying about Zia Lee, like they bring Tony Storm in, and the first thing she does is lose, mm-hmm. and it happens too often. And now she's challenging Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of like this because, you know, the last week or I guess the week before last, she, you know, kind of came out and Charlotte's like, nah, nah, I don't want anything to do with it. And this week she gets it to where now Charlotte's mad at her. So <laughs> yeah. Now she's on the radar. So it's like, okay. Yeah. However you got to do it. I'll take Charlotte and Tony. I think that'll be a great match. Oh, it'll be a great match. Fantastic yeah. match. Yeah. Um, Tony needs some wins. Yes. Before we get to this match. Yes. Yes. Because you don't want her to just go into this match and then lose. And then it's like, okay, we're going to talk about something kind of related to that when we get down to Raw and yeah. the problem I have with something that's going on. But we'll wait till we get there. Um, but yeah, I am excited for Tony versus Charlotte. I think that is very, very cool. But with SmackDown, it kind of, it's like, okay, you got Tony and Charlotte. Then, you know, right before Survivor Series, it seemed like Sasha was on deck. Yeah. So, so it's like, okay. Uh, who's, I kinda, who's first? Who's up first? How are we playing this? I do kind of like the unpredictable nature of it and the, the, the complexity of it. So it's not so linear and it's not, oh, we know exactly what we're going to get this week. We know exactly what we're going to get the pay-per-view. Um, I kind of like the sub, the subtext, not the subtext, but the subplot kind of. Okay. It's almost like Sasha Charlotte is a subplot right now. Right. to the main plots of Sasha and Shotzi and Charlotte and Tony. And I, I kind of like that. Okay. As long as they deliver on it. If they just yes. kind of forget about it, then it's stupid. Yes. If we sit there and for like three months, we have no interaction with Sasha and Charlotte. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. Yeah. But we'll see. But uh, yeah, so that was SmackDown. Of course, uh, we will uh, get to Survivor Series a little bit later. Yeah. We're going to jump into uh, Impact and the turning point results for Saturday's very late pay-per-view. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why? Why did they do this to us? And, you know, they had um, or they're going to have this upcoming Saturday, I think it is, or maybe it was this past Sunday. Uh, Mercedes Martinez had an autograph signing somewhere in Vegas at 10 p.m. Okay, in Vegas? I can forgive that if you're in Vegas. I guess. But... Still, yeah. do you have to? Like, is there a reason you couldn't do it at 5 p.m.? <laughs> yeah. Like, why? What is going on with 10 p.m.? Yeah, it's that's their new favorite time, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it made sense that you know, when they did this the first time because they didn't want to compete with the AEW dynamite was, that was yeah. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, there was a UFC fight, I think. Yeah, but it started at nine. Yeah, so it's like you're only it was still going on. Yeah, still going on when you started your show. So I don't, I don't understand why the late start. But in fact, it would have been better to start at six. Yeah, and be done. <laughs> done by the time they start. <laughs> but hey, we don't make those decisions. Who knows? Clearly, um, maybe you know, maybe it could be because I'm sure when they book these times in advance, maybe there was something else that was supposed to be on that day that supposedly started earlier and maybe times got changed for that ufc fight who knows could be don't know but anyway uh we had three 
big matches for the ladies on Turning Point. Title matches, all of them. All title matches will start with the Digital Media Championship. Uh, of course, Jordan Grace defending uh, against Chelsea Green. And good call, by the way, because w- this was not announced for this show when we recorded last week. That's true. You, you yeah. speculated that it could be. And it was. And, and it was. It was excellent. I loved I it this match. Great. I thought it was fantastic. It wasn't terribly long. It was eight minutes, 13 seconds. But they, as Jim Ross says, and I mentioned it before, they maximized their minutes. Yeah. They made it about as good as an eight-minute match can be, to be honest. I mean, pure quality, I think, for all eight minutes. Yeah. Um, Jordan Grace looked fantastic. Chelsea Green. That was I the thought, best I've seen her. Yeah. She that was the best match she's ever had. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I would be down for a rematch. Yes. Definitely. Absolutely. It was hard um, hitting. Yeah. Uh, that when Chelsea was propped up against the bottom turnbuckle in the corner and Jordan hit the opposite ropes and came back with that elbow, Ooh. man, it hurt me. Like yeah. that was brutal. Um, there were a lot of believable near falls. It was dramatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was great. Absolutely re- great. Yeah. Big thumbs up for that match. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, actually, I'm going to be very honest. I enjoyed all three matches. Yeah, I did too. That was I my really, favorite of the three, though. Yeah, I, I do agree. I think that was my favorite of the three from just a pure quality standpoint for quality yeah. of match. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, we had uh, Decay taking on the inspiration, trying to regain their uh, knockouts tag titles in a championship rematch. And uh, I thought this was done very well. Also, yep. uh, you know, we sit there and talked about it. Obviously, the inspiration are not meant to be these a physical know, force super super physical force uh and of course they took on the uh demon uh brides on impact undead undead bridesmaids the undead bridesmaids yes right uh and, on one but as we said it was not as quickly yeah not as quickly but they still pulled out that victory yeah. and kind of the same thing in this match mm-hmm. they use uh, their brains yeah they use their brains uh and it didn't seem like oh that's dumb or bad booking. It would never happen that way. They, they, they make you feel like, okay, they pulled this off. Yeah. They pulled it off. And I really, really dug that. Um, I like that they aren't just coming in winning and then losing again. They're actually going to yep. try and, and, and build them and give them a run. I loved the iconics as the tag team champions in WWE. What we saw of them as the tag team champions. True. True. I mean, but I mean, I love the character work. I love. Oh, work. absolutely. Yeah. I love them, both of those ladies so much. Um, but yeah, this, this I thought was done very, very well. And, and their, 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 their music's kicking, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I love that song. It's, it's yeah. great. Um, but yeah, but I mean, I am sure they will fight face decay again. And actually I can tell you for sure, they are going to be facing decay again uh, in a three way match. Uh, coming up on one of the shows. I didn't read the results, but I did read the matches that were coming up because they did post the... One of the Impact taping shows? Yeah. Okay. I stayed away from who won, but I just looked to see what the matches were, and they do have a a, a triple threat match uh, with Decay, the Inspiration, and I think it is um, um, Madison Rain and... Um, uh, she was in WWE... With Santino, why am I forgetting your name? Oh, with Santino. Yeah, she did the. Oh, Emma. Emma. Uh, so uh, Tino Dashwood. 
Tyndall Dashwood. That's okay. Yes. So she's back because she was out for a little while. Yes. Yeah. So she should be back as of the tapings. Um, so looking forward to that. Uh, but going on to basically the, the main event of the women's uh, matches on Turning Point, and that was Mickey James defending her knockouts championship against Mercedes Martinez. And I was hyped for this match. It, to me, did not disappoint. I, I liked it a lot. Not as much as the Jordan Grace and Chelsea Green match. There were, uh, and again, it was kind of part of the match. The kind of, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. As Mickey kept going for the, the DDT, yeah. the Mickey DDT. Um, and then she finally gets it, finally get, picks up the victory. And then, boom, out of nowhere, returning Deanna Perazzo. Yeah. So setting up, coming up at the next uh, pay-per-view, which is um, hard to kill. Hard to kill. Mm-hmm. And that's Ray- an actual pay-per-view. It's not going to yeah. be on yeah uh impact plus yeah this will be one of their actual pay-per-views and uh mickey will be defending against diana the the mickey mercedes match to me just it was good and then it just felt like it ended out of nowhere i didn't feel like it built to the ending like suddenly she just hit the ddt and it was kind of an awkward one yeah um and got the three counts i was surprised it ended when it did i felt like it was just kind of starting to get going and then it was done but it was good uh, I just kind of wanted about five more minutes. Yeah. And I say, I was not going to be uh, upset no matter who won this match, even though I did call um, Mercedes winning. Yes. Uh, just because I thought I, she so deserves it. She has been such a well-traveled uh, indie scene wrestler, paid her dues, has done so much for women's wrestling that most people haven't even seen um unless you follow the indie scene you know if you've just seen what you've seen over on wwe or impact uh then you don't fully understand how good she is and how awesome mercedes is and i thought maybe this would be her moment it wasn't and it makes sense because with diana coming back you're going to rerun mickey versus diana that is more of a draw than mercedes and diana given the story Right. So I get that. Um, so I, I do kind of feel that Diana probably is going to regain her championship. I, I feel that way too. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if the booking between now and then changes my mind, but as of now, I agree. That's what I would think. But the other big announcement, I'm really excited for this. We're going to get a first ever at hard to kill. And it's the first ever knockouts ultimate X match. And that's like with the ladders and the big X, right? Yeah. So, um, if I remember correctly, because it's been a while since I've seen one or if they've changed it, but it used to be they had these four corn. I, well, I guess now since they're in a regular ring, it's not the octagon anymore kind of thing that they did. Yeah, it was hexagon or hexagon ring, uh, but they'll have four Math. posts that go up on each corner oh, and then right. a big oh, X with uh, ropes on the top and then the X will be hanging from it. Yeah, like uh, the, the diagonal corners are yes. the, the posts are connected by ropes, the diagonal yes. posts, so that the ropes form an X over the top of the ring. Yes, yes. Almost and like dangling from cage. dangling from the vertex will be is like the, a big red X or something. A big red X, yeah. Yeah. So uh be and then you get that, see... you win the match, and what you get a title shot? Uh in the in the past, yes. Uh, or I mean they've used this match in the past on the men's side 
to determine like the X division champion. They've put the belt up there. Oh. Um, so I assume this will be for a title shot. Yeah. Given uh, that it's, you know, that Deanna and Mickey aren't going to be a part of this match. They're going to have their own match. So this is, I would say going to be for a title shot. Right. That I'm makes saying. sense. Yeah. But yeah, real excited for that. Um, I mean, I mean, you could switch it and make it a tag team ultimate X match and put the tag titles up, but Good. who knows? We'll have to wait and see, but very excited to see uh, the participants and where they go with that. The first ever knockouts ultimate X match. Yeah. Um, let's jump over to uh, some ring of honor. Yeah. So uh, we've got, well, we had the other triple threat match with Trisha Dora and Mandy Leon and, um, oh, Allison Kay. Allison Kay, yeah. We had that uh, over the weekend to determine who would face Willow to determine who will face Roxy at, uh, at uh, Final Battle. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, surprisingly, at least to me, Mandy Leon getting the win there. I, yeah. She probably would have been the third one I would have predicted. Yeah, I, I agreed. I did not expect for her to be the one to come out of this match. Although I, I love the spot where um, uh, Trish and Willow both had her like in the submission and then started smacking each other. Yes, <laughs> that was interesting. But yeah, for for Mandy to come out on top, I thought that was I mean, good for her. Yeah, but not the one I would have predicted. Totally and actually, uh, that match is what's going to be on as we record this. It's starting right now, actually, uh, Women's oh. Division Wednesday. So it's not going to be an original match on Women's Division Wednesday. It is going to be that match being rerun. Ah, um, but this upcoming Saturday on Ring of Honor TV, we have Roxy defending the Ring of Honor Women's Championship against Gia Scott. Nice. So a title defense this weekend on Ring of Honor television. You don't have to pay anything to watch it. You should be able to find it somewhere syndicated uh, on one of your local channels, hopefully. If you're lucky enough, like we are, you'll find it somewhere. And believe me, if you get a chance to watch Roxy wrestle, you want to take it, especially if you don't have to pay for it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Watch Roxy. She's amazing. Definitely. I agree. Agree. Uh, I, on a side note, I want to say I was reading um, and I can't remember who it was and we're not going to worry about that, but it was one of the male performers from ring of honor, just talking about a match in general. And I think they had won like a number one contendership or something like that. But in an interview, he said, it's just, it's bittersweet. It feels kind of empty. And I have to agree. It's like, uh, I feel so bad for them as performers because they're leading into this big pay-per-view. They're doing, uh, and that, no, that's what he said. He said the TV tapings that they were recording felt meaningless because that's it. Yeah. You know, that's it. They, these TV tapings they're doing and the final battle. And then there's nothing else for them for a while. Yeah as far as we know. And it just, it hammers home again, how bad I feel and how sorry I am that they're going through this and that ring of honor has to shut its doors essentially for a while. Yeah. Hopefully Um, only for a while. Hopefully it's only temporary, but like I say, we both have talked about how, I don't know how you recover from this. Yeah. It's Um, not impossible, but it's tough. It's very, very tough. Yeah. But um, I did order a Miranda Alizé shirt. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. So uh, that that's a pro wrestling tease. Um, and if you're a champion in Ring of Honor, I, I can still see it being meaningful because if you're the champion, when the sun, well, not when the sun sets, but when midnight strikes, 
at the end of December 11th, then you might be that champion forever. Yeah. That, that can, that can be part of your legacy. Roxy yeah. may be ring of honor women's champion forever. It's very true. Yeah. Very true. So, I mean, there are some bright spots and like I say, all these people, they're going to find other work. It's not going to be oh, for sure. You know, that's not going to be a problem. There's going to be a freaking bidding war for Roxy. Yeah. I just hate that. We have, it's a whole promotion. That's yeah. Going to be taking hiatus and, and one that I've watched a lot throughout the year, not recently, but I mean, I, I've, I went to Ring of Honor shows. I was in front row of Ring of Honor shows around well, I mean, 10, 2010, 2011. Well, I mean, the legacy alone of Ring of yeah. Honor, when you talk about, again, the place that Punk built, the place yeah. that Brian Danielson was at, Samoa Joe, some of these great matches. Cesaro. Uh, Christopher Daniels. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the names go on and on and on of people that have become huge superstars. Yeah. Since their time from Ring of Honor. Mike and, Bennett. Yeah, Mike Bennett, Maria Canellis. I mean, come on. But yeah, I digress. Yeah. Best, best of luck. Hopefully, hopefully mid next year, we'll be talking about them making a big return. That's yeah, we're yeah. We're, we're definitely pulling for them. But um, let's we'll move on from Ring of Honor for today. And uh, I guess NWA, there's a match I didn't get to see, but you you told me I should. And yeah. I do want to check this out. It seems very unique. Why don't you tell us about this first ever social distance match? Yes, the first ever social distance match. So it was Taryn Terrell, who I think probably a lot of people listening know, and uh, Kenzie Page, who we've talked about on here before. Like I, Before we started Positively Wrestling Evolved, I did not know who Kenzie Page was. And now this is like the third time I've seen her in two weeks. So she's starting to become a regular for me now. Um, so it was Taryn versus Kenzie. Taryn is a super obnoxious heel. Yes. Um, and she's great at it. And so uh, before the match, all we knew was that she had some sort of stipulation. Taryn had some sort of stipulation for the match. And Kenzie was just going to go along with it. So she came out and she announced it's a social distance match. And so she, uh, she put out masks. She gave Kenzie a mask to put on and she had her own fancy mask, uh, pink with like rhinestones on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenzie just got your regular surgical mask. She wasn't as fortunate. Um, and uh, they had to stay six feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what? <laughs> Yeah. And so it started with uh, Taryn pretending to lock up from six feet away. And Kenzie's just kind of looking at her like, what are you doing? And then she decides, okay, I'm going to go along with this and see what she does. And so Kenzie kind of like pushes and Taryn throws herself back like she was pushed out of the lockup. <laughs> and the match, it, it went under three minutes, <laughs> but it was as entertaining uh, two minutes and 40 seconds as i've seen recently the the, mat- the story of the match was basically taryn trying to have a match without actually getting hit and so she was selling things from six feet away and kenzie is just going along with it so like she does a, like a downward slap and and taryn just takes a full-on back bump <laughs> and she's like laying there and the best part was kenzie carefully measures out six feet away as Taryn's laying there measures six feet away and then drops an elbow on the mat and Taryn sells it 
And then she hooks the leg and goes for the pin. And Taryn's leg goes up and she kicks out at two. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh, my hilarious. God. And then Taryn eventually, like, rolls out of the ring and gets on the mic. And she's like, okay, we're done now. Bye. And she, kinda, she gets herself counted out. And that's how it ends. But... <laughs> It it was completely different from it. It reminded me a lot of Damien Sandow when he was doing the Mizdow stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a completely different story here. And uh, it, see, Kenzie was great, just kind of like going along with it and seeing what happens. And then Ter- my belief is that the story is Taryn didn't want to get hit. And so this was her way of trying to have a match without getting beat up. Um, it, it was so fun and really fresh and original and different from anything that we see anywhere else and so i loved it i thought it was fantastic that's great i i love the concept that's so fun that yeah so fun it's I not something to... you can do over and over like i i can't see ever doing it again yeah <laughs> but for this one time it was really fun what a great one-off i'll have to find a way to, to check that out that is yeah. pretty awesome <laughs> yeah wow all right well let's jump over uh i guess to stardom uh we got tokyo super wars coming up Yes. Um, next pay-per-view. Uh, what else we got going on in the world of stardom? Yeah. So Tokyo Super Wars is this Saturday. Um, they had a couple shows between our last recording and this recording. Um, uh, I'll, I'll get into the developments as we kind of go through the card here. So the card for this Saturday, uh, we've got a future of stardom championship defense from Ruaka as she defends against the two new members of the Cosmic Angels, Mai Sakurai and Wakaskiyama. Uh, I, I, I think Ruako will win because she's not, she's only had the belt, I mean, a month or so, but maybe two. So she hasn't had it very long. Um, I, I guess she'll win. Um, so that's, that's, that's the opening match, I believe. We have uh, two other Cosmic Angels, Unagi Sayaka. No, sorry, one other Cosmic Angel because poor Lady C still doesn't have a unit. <laughs> she's been there over a year and still... No unit for Lady C. Uh, so it's Unagi Sayaka and Lady C against Queen's Quest, Momo Watanabe and Azumi. I think this is an easy win for Momo and Azumi. Um, now, what I failed to mention last week, and I meant to, is that things are heating up between Momo and Starlight Kid. And uh, while we have Tokyo Super Wars uh, this Saturday on December 18th, we've got, where are they? Is it Kyoto? Kyoto Super Wars, maybe? Um, we have another Super Wars on mm-hmm. December 18th. And on that show, we've got Queen's Quest versus Oedo Tai, All Out War. Last one eliminated joins the other unit. Uh, yeah. Uh, because Starlight's been trying to get Momo to join Oedo Tai. Momo's like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And so she challenged Momo at first to a one-on-one match where the loser joins the other one um that was crazy because like dang like what <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's just that's straight up like hey <laughs> yeah um and then some somewhere along the way it got changed to uh, a four on four tag um i assume i don't know but i assume it will have the same rules as the previous where you can also lose by over the top to the floor more than likely um but yeah that's uh absolutely terrifying for me is what this is um i'm yeah that's gonna i'm gonna be nervous watching that one <laughs> that's for sure uh but it's exciting and, and typical I, I i under the uh 
one of the tweets about it that Stardom put out, I saw American fans complaining because that's what American fans do. I'm so tired of this stipulation. I'm so tired of it. We've seen it twice, two times. This is the third time. Can you imagine if they were like this in their real lives? Can you imagine if they were dating someone and the person they were dating said, I love you. And then on the third time they said, I'm so tired of hearing that. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to move on. I'm getting angry at no one in particular. Okay. So <laughs> we've got a, a uh, six woman tag. We've got stars taking on Oedo Tai. It's uh, specifically Mayu, Iwatani, Hazuki, still with the best interest music and Hanan against uh, Saki Kashima, Hukigan Death and Rina. Uh, stars, I think, will take that one. Uh, it really doesn't matter who wins, but I think Stars will win. Mayu and Hazuki are both stars. Um, they're definitely pushed harder than the other four, so I think they win. Uh, we have a triple threat match for the number one contendership to Tom Nakano's Wonder of Stardom Championship. We've got Natsupoi from, uh, well, Natsupoi and Hameka from Donna Domando, as well as uh, Saya Kamatani from Queen's Quest. So triple threat match there, and the winner will get a shot at the Winter of Stardom Championship. Mm. Um, uh, it's, it's hard to call. Natsupoi's already had a shot at Tom. Um, so has Saya. So I'm going to say Hameka will take that one, but we'll see. We have a high-speed championship match as Starlight Kid defends against Kaguma, and this is going to be good. It's going to be really good. I can see it going either way. Um, I'm not predicting so far. Well, we've only had one of the title match. I was going to say I haven't predicted any title changes yet, but they don't have a lot of title changes. So, but I can, Kaguma's pushed pretty hard too. Um, so I could see her winning this potentially, but Starlight's just got such a good thing going on. I'm going to say she keeps it. Okay. And we have the match we were supposed to have a couple of months ago before Konami had to take a little bit of time off. She's back. So now we're getting Konami against Shuri in an SWA title match with the um, what, what the uh, special rules. Now I'm blanking on what the rules were. Um, maybe, it'll, maybe it'll come to me. It was the... Man... It's the rules where, like, there are different rounds and you can only win by submission or something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll see how... I've never seen one before. Um, but Shuri's going to win. So, that's just that. <laughs> we have the Wonder Stardom Championship as Tom Nakano defends against fellow Cosmic Angel Mina Shirakawa. This is my main event. Um, I fully expect Tom to win this, but it's really a good opportunity for Mina to to show what she has become and how much she's grown. And I mean, she's shown it, but this is the biggest match she's had hands down since being in stardom. And uh, if you want a big match, if you're going to be in a big match and it's your first one, Tom's a good one to be in there with because she's going to make you look amazing. So I think this is going to be great. I'm looking forward to it, but I think an easy win for Tom Nakano, not an easy in terms of story, but in terms of booking, I think an easy win for Tom Nakano here. And then the main event, is Utami Hayashista defending the World of Stardom Championship against Donna Domando's Micah um, Utami. Flat out, Utami. Yeah. It'll be a good match, but Utami is going to win. We're still getting to Utami versus Shuri. That match is going to happen. So 
neither of them are going to lose. Utami's not going to lose the red belt, and Shuri's not going to lose her shot at Utami before that happens on December 29th. So, uh, should be a good show. Uh, I think Tom and Mina and Starlight and Kaguma probably Shuri and Shuri and Konami can be good too. There are a lot of potential for some good matches here this weekend, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, And then to follow up on the All Out War, Mayu made a challenge at the end of a show from earlier this week saying that there should be a unit tournament of some sort at that show. Mm. And we've already got Queen's Quest going against Oedo Tai, and she suggested that we fill out the card with other unit versus unit big tag matches and somehow make a tournament out of it. So I don't know how that's going to play out, but that's that's how uh, the show from Monday ended. Imagine if they do that and every match has that stipulation. Oh my God. To where the last person eliminated joins the other team. It's like on Survivor where Jeff Probst says, drop your buffs. <laughs> <laughs> and they all just become new tribes. That's what it would be like. Man. That would be insane. Yeah. I can't imagine Momo joining Oedo Tai. Like that would make me so sad. But look how good it's been for Starlight, though. Yeah. So, you know, you don't know. You don't know. But uh, Oedo Tai has won every match that they've had like that so far. So that does scare me a little bit but we'll see how that plays out. It's going to be interesting. And I'm not going to whine about it. Like all the whiny babies on Twitter, Tim, <laughs> all those whiny Twitter babies. Whiner, Twitter, whiner, Twitter. <laughs> Let's jump over to some NXT. Uh, and uh, you text me, you're like, Hey, you have to check out 205 live. Yep. I want to feel, I want to hear what your uh, uh, thoughts are on this debut that we had. And that of course was Tiffany Stratton. Mm-hmm debut match on 205 live um uh, amari miller amari miller around before yeah i like her yeah um uh i'm already annoyed by the character perfect that's (laughs) but that's the point that's (laughs) the point yeah not supposed to be liked she's a brat yeah um reminded me a rich kid brat is what she is it very much reminded me of watching clueless yes she reminds me of alicia silverstone in yep yep um and I, I I dug the the way she got the pinfall with the leverage with the knees and pulling back for that oh. uh, kind of roll up that she did. I thought that right. was neat. Something yeah. I hadn't seen. I was like, okay, yeah. kind of out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, um, you you can tell that they're wanting big things from her because she got a promo. On yeah, two o five live. People don't get promos on two o five live, and they don't win their first matches on two o five live. So. And they don't have characters when they first show up. They're just people. They're just some dude or some girl going out there to wrestle. So when she showed up with a character, got a promo and won the match, I I was like, oh, all right, this is going to be important. Mm -hmm. So that's why I texted you. I was like, you need to watch because, yeah. And then she got a a vignette on NXT. Yeah. As well. Playing tennis or something? What was the vignette? I don't remember exactly what it was, but they never showed her face, which is interesting because she's already been on TV. Um, But uh, yeah, it was yeah some sort of rich girl activity playing tennis or something. But uh, yeah, so I I agree. I think they have big plans, big plans for Tiffany Stratton. So uh, one to keep an eye on. Yeah. Uh, We also had Casey and Caden, the KDs, uh, taking on, or the KCs, excuse me. Uh, Yes, KCs. 
taking on uh, India uh, and Persia. Well, that was on NXT. Oh, on yeah, that's right. On, on 205 Live, it's Valentina for Royce and uh, Ulysses Leon. Yes. And that was just a fun match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do like how they are, like, as you put in our, our show, how they've tweaked uh, the Casey's characters. Yeah. Just, just slightly. Just slightly. Uh, to it's kind of they're, they're the life of the party. That's yeah. their character now. Life of the party, having fun all the time, and it works for them. Like their entrance is really fun, and they get the crowd pumped. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's perfect. I think I think it's great. I um, again, I, that was a really fun match that they had on Two Hundred Five Live. Uh, I like the match they had against Indian Persia. Yeah, thought that was good yeah. too. The Two Hundred Five uh, Live match was just like nonstop action. It was just yeah. nonstop. And it was good stuff from Valentina and Ulisa too. Mm-hmm. They really got a chance to to shine a little bit there in that match. It was good stuff. So yeah, uh, obviously the KCs will probably be challenging for. Uh, I would say hopefully for the you know WWE Women's Tag Team Championships at some point. Oh, at some point, yeah. I mean, immediately it looks like the NXT Women's yes. Tag Team Championships since they you know, are kind of beating teams that matter like India and Persia, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which I, you know, was a little transparent when Indy was so down and concerned about how Dexter was doing. And yeah. Persia, Persia suggested she go out there and have another handicap match like she did last week. And then he's like, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. At that point you're like, okay, they're losing. Yeah. 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 But um yeah so i but i what i'm saying is i think uh especially with the tweak and everything and the way they're getting the crowd in there i think the kcs are ready made for the main roster yes i think that is so apparent yes um how long it takes them to get there who knows we'll find out right right <laughs> we need more tag teams in the women's division on the main yes. roster please although if uh, they're on the main roster there's no guarantee we'll see them on tv anymore oh that's true yeah very true um we also had Mandy Rose taking on Cora Jade. Um, and of course, this is them kind of uh, doing some of these one-off matches as we get prepared for war games <laughs> coming up in a couple weeks. Nice. Um, Nicely done. Thank you. Uh, and of course, uh, this, you know, is a decent little match, but then Cora gets the win. A little bit of help, though. Just a little bit. Because Kaylee Ray comes down the ringside with a bat <laughs> an aluminum bat an aluminum bat <laughs> I'm trying to say i'm gonna f somebody up like for real and she and- swung that aluminum bat and hit the ring post as hard as she could which right then and there told me she's five times tougher than i am mm-hmm. i'm not gonna do that Mm-mm. i mean because let me tell you as somebody who played baseball <laughs> and uh, uh, in little league where you use aluminum bats Solid contact with an aluminum bat on something is going to sting your hands. It's going to hurt. Yep. It's going to hurt. <laughs> um, and that's, yeah, she, she means business and she yep. is one tough lady. Uh, but she gets, she smashes like the, the ring post, but then she smacks something like on the timekeeper's table. Yeah. A laptop. The like, yeah. <laughs> she the laptop. Lap- she did that. And I thought, that wasn't Mandy's laptop. Like, why? You the commissioner some... of NXT just went down. <laughs> Inside joke, everybody. Yes. <laughs> Watched yes. WWE for a long time. Um, yeah, but she just destroyed some random poor yeah. person's laptop. They didn't do anything to her. 
Yeah. But that caused the distraction, which allowed Cora Jade to pick up the victory over Mandy. Um, but uh, and then we go backstage and we've got uh, the the faces all standing there. You got Cora, you've got EO, you've got Raquel, you've got um, Zoe on her crutches. And then Kayla Ray just comes in. She's like, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to be the one in the match that determines the advantage next yep. week. And then they're all so, just like, hell yeah. All right. Sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and that's going to be uh, against Dakota in a ladder yeah. match next week. Yeah. So interesting, interesting stuff going on there. Of course, Dakota is the Joker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> essentially, she's just crazy as all get out, but I like it. I like it yeah. a lot. Cora Jade is really, really seizing on the the opportunities being yes. given to her. Yes. She's doing a fantastic job. She was she cut that little mini promo backstage. She mm-hmm. was completely comfortable doing it. She sounded great. She looked confident. She's doing a great job, and I'm I, I'm starting to have really high hopes for her yeah. in the future. I think she can really be something. I, I agree. And like I say, hopefully they don't screw it up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think she has tons of potential. Yeah. Tons of potential. Um, moving on from NXT, let's go on to a little bit of AEW here. And we had a few debuts on uh, Dark Elevation. Uh, we had Trish Adora and Willow Nightingale. Two, uh, we were talking about Ring of Honor and where, where those people might show up. And two of them got a, a tryout with with AEW on Dark Elevation. They were both on Monday's yep. show. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and it, good for them, but it's still, okay, like, I get it. They aren't AEW roster members. I get it. But they both took really quick losses. Um, Willow in a tag match, and then Trish in a one-on-one match with Riho. And it's still... it. AEW here is doing something that WWE does that annoys me in that they take someone who has stature from another promotion and then pretend like they aren't anybody when they get to their promotion. Like I know somebody out there has at some point imagined, Oh man, what would a match be like between Riho and Trisha Dora? Like I bet that would be awesome. And it was a two minute, 13 second squash is what it was. Mm-hmm. And I don't see what the harm would be in saying, oh my God, it's Ring of Honor's Trisha Dora, and she's going one-on-one with Riho and letting Riho win, but giving them 10 minutes to do it. I don't understand what the harm would have been there. Yeah, I, I do agree somewhat with you there. Because like in, to flip it on in WWE's side, when they do it, like they don't they wouldn't, they would never acknowledge this person being big in another promotion because they're not going to acknowledge another promotion. But with the crossover that AEW has had in working with the other promotions, why can't they do that and sit there right. and say, we've got Ring of Honor's Trisha Dora here. Yeah. And it's Riho. This is going to be one hell of a match. Right. And give and it could have been at least five to 10 minutes, you know, give yeah. them something substantial. Eight, eight or 10 minutes. Yeah, you know what I'm would saying? Would be good. Yeah. But, and I thought, and with Willow in the tag match, just like, whew, because that that was, it was one minute, 27 seconds. Yeah. Ty, Ty Conti and Anna Jay defeating Erica Lee and Willow Nightingale. And Willow, she she worked a little bit of her personality in when they introduced her as she was standing in the ring. But other than that, we really didn't get to see anything of Nothing. what we see of Willow in Ring of Honor. And it just felt like a, a waste and a shame. And I understand it's a tryout. But really, 
like you alluded to before, what can they see in a minute and 27 seconds? Yeah. Now, I, I guess in the other, I guess to kind of play devil's advocate here is we talk all the time about um, wanting, you know, you need to build characters and build characters. And not that Anna Jay and, and, and Ty needed to be built. They're, they're made already. They're fine. But this was basically an enhancement match. Right. Where it's just to show them, but not really show the opponents. Right. And so I kind of see both sides. It's like, okay, well, this was built for, for, for Ty and, and Anna, not for the evaluation of Willow and whoever. Right. And what I'm saying is don't use Willow for that because she has clout from another promotion. Like you have audience members that know her from Ring of Honor. And so if you have homegrown talent that haven't had television exposure elsewhere, then I think they're perfect for that. Um, but I don't think you should be using number one contenders to other promotions. And and we're not talking about a little regional promotion, like ring of honor. Sure. It's not WWE, but everybody knows ring of honor. Yeah. So taking people that have had title matches in ring of honor and using them as enhancement talent, it doesn't, I don't like it. It doesn't sit well with me. Um, yeah, it's, it's frustrating about the only one WWE has acknowledged is AJ Styles. Like when AJ Styles came in, True. they didn't pretend he was a nobody. They didn't yeah. say where he was from, but you know, they definitely said, all right, everybody knows who AJ Styles is. He's been a uh, champion in many promotions. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm sure that there are probably a couple other examples that aren't just springing to mind, but for the most part, they do it too. And it just, it, it annoys me when they do it. And it annoyed me here because Willow and Trish, they're, they're both better than that. And Erica Lee probably is too. I mean, I don't know where she's from. Right. Um, but uh, let Ty and Anna win. Let Riho win. But at least let the other competitors, since they do have name value elsewhere, look good in the process. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Um, I guess the one saving grace in the Trisha Dora match with Riho, she at least got a little offense in. She showed off some of her power a little bit, and, and they and they hyped her up commentary wise. Yeah, because there was you know former military background stuff like that. I thought that right. was great. Um, but I will say this: we did say you know where's Riho? We need to be building Riho back up, and she also got a win on a match on regular Dark. She's been all over Dark and Dark Elevation. Yeah, all over. We need to get her back on proper tv yes um it would help if we could have more than one women's match per show that would be great but at least they are keeping her in everybody's minds we'll say that if you watch those shows if you watch those shows but she did pick up a win um against carmen something that karma dean karma Karma dean karma dean karma karma dean yeah uh and then we also had of course kiera hogan yes finally dark she, uh, I saw an interview with her where she was saying that she feels lost in the shuffle in AEW. And yeah, yeah, I don't blame you, Kira, because mm-hmm. that's what you are. You're lost in the shuffle and it's not your fault. Um, and that's frustrating too. So it, it, again, it feels like what WWE has often done that they're signing people to sign people when they don't have plans to use them for anything significant, mm-hmm. uh, at least in the women's division. And it's, it's frustrating because I miss watching Kira Hogan on a regular basis. 
Yeah. Um, I'm not going to. Fantastic in impact. Fantastic. Yeah. So entertaining. So charismatic. Um, I'm not going to say I wish she hadn't left impact because that's not my call. Like she left impact because that's what she felt she needed to do. And I'm not going to take that away from her. I'm just going to say, I wish that the place she was, was using her more mm-hmm. because I'm entertained when she's on my TV. And but, yeah. Yeah. At least she did not job out. Uh, she got a win. Right. She did get a win. She still has a losing record, but now it's a little closer to, to, to being uh, an even record. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And again, we've talked about this AW while they have a wealth of talent in the women's division. They really need someone who understands how to push women's wrestling to be in charge of it. And you got to give them more time. That's it. You cannot build this division without giving more exposure to the mass audience. Who's watching your product. Exactly. That's just, that's the, the long and the short of it. You can't, it can't happen. One match, two matches, like one match per televised episode is not going to cut it. Right. Bump it to two on Dynamite. I get one on Rampage. It's an hour show. I get right, that. Right, 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 right. That makes sense. But you need to at least have two matches from the women on every Dynamite. Yes. Agreed. At, at least. If at you least. want to build this, if you want this division to feel important, you have yes. to. That yes. Is, that's the long and short of it. So yep. make it happen. Yep. Um, let's see AEW. Uh, that did, we that's had, it for AEW. No, right? we had uh, we had the uh, tournament match. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no. Um, uh, Jade Cargill versus Red Velvet. Yes, you're correct. Um, on Rampage, mm-hmm. and uh, this is good. This is it was it, it a really good match. It went a little longer than I thought it was going to. Yeah, so I, they they did give uh, Jade was obviously going to win this. Like yes. I, I don't think there was ever any real doubt about that, but. They made it good. And yes. th- there were a couple seconds where I was like, oh, I mean, maybe, maybe. Gonna <laughs> give it to Red Velvet. I mean, this went almost 10 minutes. Yeah, this was really, really good. Uh, I really enjoy Red Velvet. I think she does fantastic. Yeah. Um, Jade, I, I like Jade Cargill. I like uh, what they're attempting to do with her, but she does still need some work. Uh, I feel just in some of the execution in the ring for her being this monster character, basically. Um, Sometimes it, I don't want to use the term sloppy. That's not what I mean. Um, But it, it, she just doesn't look as effective in the role that they want her to be in yet. I think she'll get there. She is still green. She's still new. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and they're they're kind of falling back on the fact that she's big and she's strong and has this great physique, but we need some more technical prowess to go along with it, which will come with experience. Um, Do you have any examples? Um, I'm trying to think of if I and, and I, I don't say this generally, just specifically from this match. Uh, I'm kind of using this as just the past kind of three or four matches I've watched her in. Okay. Um, I'm asking because I haven't picked up on anything. Yeah, it's uh, that's what I'm trying to hone in on, like a very specific example. Um, and I don't, I don't know, and maybe it's just the way she comes across to me in the ring. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and I don't dislike Jade by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. Um, like I, I love her charisma. Yes, I think her charisma is fantastic. 
Um, it's just when I look at how that they pushed um, like uh, Nyla Rose as that monster in the ring and then how they're trying to push Jade and it just doesn't seem to be coming off the way as effectively as Nyla did. It's hard for me to quantify and put in with examples, but that's just how I'm feeling. Okay. Again, not, not necessarily a bad thing. And I think we'll get there. I just think, I think uh, whoever's doing some of the booking and some of the um, producing of her segments and matches needs to look at it from a different angle to see if they can capitalize a little bit better. I know it doesn't make a lot of sense, but uh, I can't even formulate the correct thought in my brain to express it. Well, yeah. one of two things is going to have to happen soon. Either she's going to win this title or she's going to lose a match. Yeah. So now, and again, and the way they're cooking, cause you know, I, I, I love how she put it like it's the TBS title. It's going to be that bitch show, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was, <laughs> and funny. it's like, that makes so, that, that ties into her character so well. Yeah. And she would be a great holder of that championship at first. And then man, what a chase to be the first person to beat her, to take yeah. that title off her. You can it's really- a double whammy. You, you give her her first loss and you win that title. I, I mean, huge. They could build that up so, so good. So good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll have to see, wait and see. I don't know. I'm excited. Uh, by, the, by the time you're hearing this, we've had Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hayter as well. Which, Although uh, for us, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Uh, I do expect uh, Thunder Rosa. I, I do. I do too. I hope they get some time though, because uh, Jamie Hayter can really go. I don't think she's had the opportunity yet to really show what she can do in an AEW ring, at least in a one-on-one setting. Um, and I've seen it because, you know, she was with stardom for so long and she can really, really go. So that has potential to be great. And uh, I hope so. But yeah, I think Thunder Rosa is going to win. It, it feels like, I don't know, are any of the ones who were slotted into the second round going to lose? I, I, yeah, it's, it's tough because if Thunder Rosa wins, it puts her versus Jade, I yeah. think. And then what we're going to have nyla versus either ruby or a statlander yeah which i kind of expect ruby to win okay yeah that would be the the one where maybe the one who was slotted in the second round didn't win yeah so um so ruby versus nyla and then jade now jade versus thunder rosa that's gonna be yeah that's gonna be an interesting one yeah that's gonna be a real interesting one um I I fully expect if Ruby wins for Ruby to, I would say that regardless of who wins between Ruby or Statlander, that person is probably going to go over on Nyla. Yeah. I feel. Um, I, I think Ruby versus Jade would be a real interesting final. And would make me sit there and question who's going to win. Yeah. I'd be like, uh, okay. I don't know. Cause there's so many votes in each camp as to why you put the belt. Mm-hmm. On either one of those ladies so yeah i the intrigue for the tbs uh championship is tremendous yeah and, and it's going to keep us guessing uh even guessing as to when we're actually going to see it crowned right uh, <laughs> but we'll wait and see gotta stretch uh, this out yeah <laughs> easy to do with one match a week yep. um anyway <laughs> they have been doing two though one in each show oh that's true that's true yeah um but let's jump over uh to a uh Survivor Series. Yeah. 
and um yeah yeah survivor series <laughs> Woo. oh man uh I, I i'll say this started out hot oh yes started out really good rest of the show is kind of crap but anyway <laughs> i don't know if the show was crap i think the crowd was crap after well, the first yeah, couple of matches i well, I, uh, I, I, I i really love the opening match i thought yes and we'll just talk about that first becky versus charlotte was fantastic yes was just a may zing uh this easily is in my top matches of the year it was great no question the raw emotion you felt yes it felt real the look i mean just from the time when becky comes out the look on her face on the way down to the ring was so intense like not messing around i'm not here for you know the cheers or nothing i'm not here i'm no, no, no prancing around. I'm here to come into this match and we're going to fight. We're going to fight. And that's what it looked like. And some stiff shots. Yeah. These ladies, it seemed like it was like, okay, let's work out our aggression. Mm-hmm. Let's, and uh, Becky gets the win in a, a fun, controversial way, we'll say. Because mm-hmm. uh, you get uh, Charlotte trying to do the roll up and holding on to the ropes and getting caught. And then she goes for it a second time, gets caught again, but then Becky rolls it over onto her waits for after the two count and then grabs the rope with the ref conveniently not being able to see it and picks up the victory. Um, and, and that was it. You know, it was like, Hey, I got the win. I went out. But then if you checked, um, I guess, social media, I'm not sure where else I, I saw this, uh, on a, uh, a Twitter post, I think, where they showed the video of Becky backstage, right, doing this very emotional interview, and a couple things. A, if you watch that video, you can see that yes, the drama from backstage, the the animosity between her and Charlotte Flair, one hundred percent real. Yeah, unquestionably this not. This isn't a work. This isn't kayfabe. Legitimate stuff going on. And look at her face. Yeah. They were slapping the ever-loving shit out of each other. Yeah. I like, ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, dang. There, there was one, I forgot who the aggressor was in this moment. There was one moment where somebody was doing like speed chops. Mm-hmm. I think Charlotte to Becky mm-hmm. uh, was chopping really fast. And we've seen... Um, see rio mizunami does it some mm-hmm. in aew over in stardom uh, sayaida does it a lot but when they do it their chops are really weak they're fast but there's no impact man these chops were somehow fast and strong and i was just taken aback at just how much that had to hurt getting chopped that fast and that hard um and i also had to question if charlotte can do it why can't these other people yeah and oh, there was another point I think Becky did like the spinning kick, heel kick to oh yeah to Charlotte, and it was like that was dead on. It was square. It was like yeah, mm, yeah, mm, ouch. <laughs> um, but yeah, this and I was like, man, if this is the match that sets the tone for this whole pay per view, this is going to be a banger of a Survivor Series. That's why it, it should have been the main event. Yeah, <laughs> yes, 
Yes. Especially yeah. as I alluded to at the beginning, we got no mint, you know, no rock. So why do we go with, with Roman and Biggie in the final? It didn't yeah. make, made no sense. Yeah. It should have been the main event hands down. Um, but let's move over to the elimination match mm-hmm. for the women. And uh, as hot and as good a match as the opening match was with Becky and Charlotte, that is how bad this elimination match was. I did not like it. <laughs> I, I thought the fair. action was fine, but I thought the booking was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the, the women worked hard and they did their yes, job no. well. Yeah. Not taking anything away from the women's performances, but from a booking standpoint and the way they presented this on TV, it was terrible. I, my, my biggest complaint is that you've got two number one contenders. You've got Liv Morgan and you've got Tony Storm, neither of whom survived. In fact, mm-hmm. Tony was the first one eliminated from her team. And she's mm-hmm. the one that's challenging for the, the SmackDown women's title. Yeah. And Liv at least got an elimination. In fact, she was the one that beat Tony Storm. Um, but she was outlasted by two team members on her team. Uh, okay, if, if the Raw team's going to win, have Liv be one of the survivors. Yeah, why couldn't it have been Liv and Bianca? Yeah. And if the SmackDown team's going to win, have Tony be one of the survivors. And if it's not going to win, don't have her out first. Yeah. Now, the only thing that I guess you can say about Tony going out first is that because she is being built as the face to go against the heel Charlotte Flair is you don't have her involved in the heelish stuff that went on with Sasha. Right. Right. And I, and I see that, but you know, there could be another way that she could have been incapacitated during that or something. Yeah, I mean, there, uh, there, there's some way around that. And I, I hated the way that Sasha was eliminated. I thought that was stupid. It was to protect her. So she well, didn't get outright beat is what that was. It was also stupid because I'm sorry, the majority of her body was in the ring before. Yes. 10. <laughs> yes. You yes. not get counted out. That was dumb. That right. Was dumb. Yeah. Consistency. And that was a bad call on the ref's part. Yeah, you should have either sped up the count, <laughs> right, and got there before she tried to run back in because that yeah. was it's basically everything but her feet. Yeah, I was like, come yeah. on, <laughs> I've seen yeah. people put their head under the rope when they restart the count. Come yeah. on, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. But Bianca uh, becomes a sole survivor. You know, she's down four one, but then the shenanigans with Sasha, it's three one, and then she eventually beats everybody else. See that what they could have done, they could have done what you said. They could have had Dewdrop somehow get Bianca eliminated and had the final two. I would have had the final two be Tony and Liv. Yeah. That's what I would have done. Crowd would have loved it. Build them as though you actually think they're going to be stars and that you plan to have them become stars. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's jump into Raw because like, what we're talking about, this is going to directly relate to some of the stuff on Raw. Yeah. Um, first off, we get Becky coming out and loved this promo. It yes. was fantastic. Um, she finally kind of goes true heel. Yeah, no kind of. She did. Like, she had to start out not because she was talking about Charlotte. She was yeah. still put in that awkward position where she had to talk about Charlotte and Liv. Yep. Charlotte, who people don't like, and Liv, who people love. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had to, again, change right in the middle of her promo. But she did, and she did it really well. Yes. Uh, and she turns on the crowd and voiced some some gripes that were very legitimate with what went on. Because what yes. we didn't mention is during the SmackDown elimination match, 
there was a wave there was chanting for aew for cm punk yeah it was ridiculous ridiculous um i mean i get it it's kind of a rebellious thing and it was a hot new york crowd i dig it you know i I understand but they weren't They, they they were hot until the battle royal yeah and then that's it the battle royal killed them and they never really came back they came back for sasha versus bianca and they came back for a little bit of Roman and, and Biggie. And Big e. but, but, I mean, really, they never really came back once the Battle Royal hit. And so yeah. what they decided to do was disrespect the women. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, come on. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? So what Becky did was, first of all, she said what I, she did what I said weeks ago she needed to do, turn on the crowd. Mm-hmm. I said that right here on this show weeks ago. She has to do that to make this heel turn stick. And she finally did. And she did it in the way that I've talked about. I love by telling the truth about them to themselves. I love the truth telling heel, the Bret Hart, the CM Punk. And now Sammy the Becky Zane. Lynch, Sami Zayn. Yep. When he, I wish he was still doing that. I love that yeah. so much. Uh, and now Becky Lynch, and I don't know if she'll keep doing it. She did it on raw. Uh, we'll see if, it's a regular part of her stick or not uh, it, i almost feel like it needs to be because until the crowd gets used to her doing it and being a heel um but yeah that's what she needed to do and i, I was so happy i really loved everything she did on monday i've been critical this is what i've been waiting for from becky i loved it yeah i am here for this her finally being a seal but i do want to pose a question um just based on stuff i've read online reactions everything like that um it seems, I mean, as much as they want her to be a heel for the story and, and management-wise and all that stuff, it just doesn't seem like the crowd wants to boo her. It's like they're going to, because you're going to go heel, they're going to boo her, but it seems like they just don't want to. Okay. So is this really a good idea for her to be a heel? I mean, that's up for debate. Um, I mean, if they're going to do it, this is the way to do it. Yes, I agree. Should they do it? I don't know. I mean, they once she turned on them, they leaned into it and they they booed her. And I think part of this promo, too, was to see who the crowd was really behind because she started running through names. Oh, who do you want to see on top? You want to see this is foreshadowing. This is foreshadowing, actually, I believe, Mm -hmm. because. she brings up three names. Yes. She brings up Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Who at the time, current tag team champion. For the, for the moment. For that moment. And like I say, that was fortunate. As soon as she brought her name up, I knew that they were losing the belts, which we'll mm. get to a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she's going to run a program with Rhea. It's going to happen. It's for mm-hmm. I, I guarantee it. She's going to have another, her and Bianca are going to have another go at it. Guarantee it. But in the immediate future, it's going to be Liv, who got a great reaction when she mentioned her name. Yeah. Uh, um, equal with Bianca. Yeah, Bianca got a good reaction, too. Yeah. They, Rhea, both, yeah. not really a big reaction for Rhea, right. which I don't know why. Didn't make a lot of sense to me. I, the, I think it's the booking. She's just been booked as a tag person lately, and so yeah. I don't think the crowd really really buys her in that spot at the moment, but they'll, they'll get back there. But um, Okay, so she does that. She does a true heel stick which i like and they're booing her in the moment right now we'll see how it goes next time right on raw if if we get the same kind of stuff um if they still lean into it hard which they're going to have to if they want to do this yeah have to do this now here's the part about her promo 
that I kind of wish they hadn't have done because if this gets booked the way we kind of expect it to be booked in the end, this is going to hurt Liv more than it's going to help her. Yeah. She should not have said the bit about Liv having like one victory in so right. long because that's true. Yeah. Um, about uh, how two, two she beat Tamina. Well, yeah. Um, but you get the idea. Yeah. And then about her, uh, you know, not really doing well at Survivor Series. Yeah. And all yeah. this stuff. And I, I, I don't see Liv being the one to beat Becky for the title. Yeah, I, I was thinking that in the moment too. Like, if if the plan is not for Liv to win, this is not good because it's just going to prove Becky right. Yeah, and then and the f- why yep. should the yep. fans continue to be behind Liv? Yep. Who WWE have pretty much just told us there's no point in being behind her. Yeah, you're back in a losing horse, and it's just like, come on. Yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I really question them leaning into that. Now, if they surprise us, right, and live wins, right. Okay, now, right. We're, now we're cooking with some gas. We're doing something, and I guess you know, technically, live could win and not win the belt. True. And maybe you kind of extend it and get out of it that way. We'll have to wait mm-hmm. and see. Right. And I kind of wish they hadn't leaned so heavy into that, but I do yeah. like live kind of snapping. Yeah. And getting Becky in that backstage promo. Yeah. I think they shot it wrong though. Because when she punched Becky, they stayed on Liv. I think they needed to show the sell from Becky and then go back to Liv. Yeah. Because we didn't see Becky sell it. So we didn't see how I mean we saw we saw, you know, a few seconds later, but in the moment we didn't see the sell. And so we didn't see the impact of the shot. And I think we needed to see that. I, I would have definitely if I'd been the director. I've been Kevin Dunn. I would have had them get Becky's immediate sell and then go back to the reaction from Liv. If I had been Kevin Dunn, the women would be a much bigger focus. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but anyway, let's. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. There are lots of ways to finish the if I was Kevin Dunn sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> we'll move on. Okay. So basically, immediately after Becky does the initial promo in the ring, Bianca comes out, which I thought was genius because what you had is you had Becky (coughs) turning heel on the crowd and getting that strong negative reaction. And then immediately you bring Bianca out, which is going to magnify her positive reaction. So you go from the, the female talent who's running the crowd down immediately to the female talent who loves the crowd. I thought that was actually very, very smart. Yeah. And uh, she takes on Tamina. And gets a victory. Um, and then do drop attacks. We knew this was going to happen. Yep. I mean, she said last week it was going to happen. Yeah, she said it's going to happen. So we're at least getting that build. And it looks like do drop Tamina and Natalia may have a little thing going. Mm-hmm. Maybe. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I I still wish that they would, uh, you know, if do drop's going to be a heel, let's get rid of the music. Let's get rid of the name. Let's call her Piper Niven. Yeah. Yeah. Because it just doesn't fit if she's going to be a heel for her to be called Dewdrop and still come out to the dancey, right, right. fun music. It just doesn't doesn't play well. Right. Becky but, needs new music too, still. Yeah, and that's the big thing. It's like, if you really want to put Becky in the heel, you've got to take away the music that the crowd pops for every time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. 
I, I like to Bianca do drop stuff though. We can get some really great matches out of this if they're given the time to do it. Because mm-hmm. uh, Dewdrop is a fantastic wrestler. She hasn't gotten to show it on Raw, but she is a yeah. fantastic wrestler. And so this could give us some really good stuff and could could elevate Dewdrop. Bianca's fine. Um, Bianca not being the champion can't always be in the title picture. So as long as she's on TV doing something, she's all right. Mm-hmm. And so this is good. This is good for for Dewdrop, and it's fine for Bianca. So it has potential. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. As always. Yeah, uh, as we alluded to earlier, there was a tag team women's tag team championship uh, title defense. Of course, we had um, Super Brutality Rhea and Nikki taking on Queen Zelina and Carmella, and Carmella and Zelina picking up the win. Um, and uh, I feel a couple of different ways about this. <laughs> uh, upset that Rhea and Nikki lost because I really like Rhea and Nikki. Right. Um, upset because tag titles are basically an afterthought. They seem to not really mean jack shit at this point. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I like Carmella and Zelina as a team. Yeah, I agree with that. And I thought the approach, the the story they told in the ring was good because it was, if we're going to win, we got to take out Rhea because she's the power and then we can handle Nikki. Now, I don't like them kind of treating Nikki as an afterthought, but from a strategic standpoint, it makes sense. Well, they were kind of doing with Nikki what you alluded to they might be doing with Liv. They were Mm -hmm. saying that Nikki is not a big deal. Yeah. And and isn't someone to worry. They they specifically backstage said we're not even worried about Nikki. We just have to deal with Rhea. And they they get Rhea on the outside, throw in the ring post, incapacitate her basically, and then they he take out Nikki. Yeah. <sighs> and so, like you said, it kind of said that they were right about Nikki. Yeah. And yeah. what's that do for her? Right. Especially if the plan is for Rhea to get back into more singles competition. Yeah. Where's that going to leave Nikki? Right. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But congratulations to Carmella and Zelina. I think it is, you know, both of them very much deserving of championships. And they're they're very entertaining. Yes. And they work together good as a team. Yeah. They have a good team dynamic. Um, And Zelina's first championship. Yeah. But uh, again, we need challengers now for these tag titles. Right. Not that I'm going to hate them running back Rhea versus Nikki, but... That can't be your only option. Rhea and Nikki, not Rhea versus and, Nikki. Yeah. yeah, Rhea and Nikki, excuse me. Um, but we need more. We need more yeah. than just those two. We need we need more than just two tag teams fighting over these belts at one time. Yes. Give us more. Yes. Um, do you want to close out on uh, a total feel-good moment? Yeah. This was awesome. I absolutely love this. We had two championship changes for the 24-7 championship. Uh, of course, we had Cedric Alexander beating Reggie and then turning around and getting a blockbuster from Dana Brooke and Dana Brooke becoming the champion. And I love that all the men are just like, what do we do? Right. They just stop. Uh, <laughs> and I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Now, I I made this statement to you and I and I said, I was like, I'm saying it now in case it happens so I can say I'm a prophet. Uh, but I don't want it to happen because it would be absolutely horrible, although it would be exactly something I could see them doing, especially mm-hmm. uh, from Nick Khan and Vince McMahon is that, oh, 
we put the 24 seven championship on a woman. So now the women can fight over this and I can get rid of all these people on the men's side that we only use for the 24 seven championship to free up some more budget yeah. uh, in cuts. God, I hope that doesn't happen. Um, I, I don't expect it to. I think this is just a, a story they haven't done with this belt yet and they needed something new and something different. That's my guess. But I thought it was fantastic that they gave it to Dana. Yeah. Because I, as I have said, and many people have said who work uh, for WWE and work with her, she's one of the hardest working people. Yeah. One of the most dedicated to trying to improve their craft and coming in and doing whatever's asked of them with a smile on their face and just try, you know, just doing the best that they can possibly do. And I thought this was awesome that she got rewarded with this kind of shine love the interview backstage mm-hmm. where she basically said that she's like i am going to be uh the best champion i can be and show that you know just with positivity i'm gonna do this i thought that was awesome absolutely yeah. awesome um congratulations dana brooke very very happy for you it, it's kind of like what i was talking about last week with perspective and how you know some people are so anxious to get out of wwe and casey lennox was so happy just to be squashed on NXT and she mm-hmm. was so proud of that and how people look at 24 seven title as a joke, but to Dana Brooke, it's not No, to Dana Brooke. This is a major achievement for her. And it just reminds me to kind of put things like that in perspective. Maybe it's, maybe things aren't a big deal to me or to you or to edge or to John Cena or to the rock, but you know, to someone who hasn't made it to that level or to someone that, hasn't seen 84 people that they don't know and don't have a personal connection to win a title, that title still means something. It still means something to Dana Brooke. And, you know, if you're a friend of our truth, it probably means something to you that our truth has won that title more than anybody else. So we get jaded, we get too jaded sometimes. And I Mm -hmm. think this kind of thing helps us put things in perspective sometimes. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but yeah, so that was pretty much our rundown of this past week's events. Uh, like I say, lots of good stuff that went on. Some few bad spots, but overall, it was a good week for women's wrestling, I thought. Uh-huh. I think overall. But uh, we, of course, have to close our show with our May Young Give Them a Hand Awards. Thank you so much. Thank you, May. Uh, who you got? Uh, well, actually, what do you got for match of the week for you? Oh, it's, it's got to be Becky and Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it just yeah. has to be. <laughs> There's um, no question. <laughs> any other week, well, maybe not any other week, but if that match hadn't happened, it would have been uh, Jordan and Chelsea. I agree. But but uh, that match did happen, so it's definitely Becky and Charlotte. I still have to give props to that 205 Live match with Casey and Caden against yeah. Valentina Ferroyes and and uh, Ulysses Leon. The, very underrated match. Most people aren't going to see that match, and it was a lot of fun. Almost eight minutes of just fun. So it's worth checking out 205 Live for that match. But yeah, hands down, it's got to be Becky and Charlotte. Yeah, I agree. That's my it's my pick for match of the week as well. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, props to both of them for going out there and doing that match professionally, even though yes. it got stiff. And there was a lot of emotions, but it seemed like on both sides um and going in finishing it and having no major you know like crap storm come out of it <laughs> right so yeah that's that's the legal term yes, yes. uh shit storm <laughs> <laughs> but anyway who's your performer of the week becky lynch 
Becky Lynch Matt match of the week and that uh, that promo she cut on Raw and then the backstage promo um yeah uh, Becky and again as as critical as I've been um lately uh she she did everything right this week Becky Lynch uh hard to argue with that hard to argue I I, I have to agree Becky uh definitely stood head and shoulders above everybody this week I think yeah with her performance both in and out of the ring yeah uh favorite moment uh, the, the social distance match it was just <laughs> it was such stupid fun <laughs> and and just totally silly um but it it never crossed into eye rolling because of the way kenzie page sold it and how she was just like this is stupid but i'm gonna go along with it and see what happens uh so it, it was told perfectly and not in a stupid way such a stupid way that it would make me cringe it was it was a fine line to walk and somehow they did it so yeah i loved it so much uh yeah and first i didn't get to see that so i can't pick for mine although had i seen it it might be <laughs> yeah uh for me i am going to go um with rhea ripley again two weeks in a row it's rhea ripley mostly for the ludicrousness of of course the whole egg storyline which is so dumb uh, that they had going on and the fact they're showing all these superstars looking for it because whoever finds it gets a shot at the WWE championship and there's all these guys and Rhea yeah, and Rhea and yeah, Rhea's ripping yeah. things about going to find that egg. I <laughs> yeah, don't she care. wanted I a title shot. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. I've got to say though, great. everyone complaining about the egg storyline, not one person complaining about it could afford a Fabergé egg. True. Just saying that. True. Very true. Yes. <laughs> they're not cheap. They're no. not cheap. No, um, I just <laughs> that's a, that's a whole nother show talking about how how that went on. Good lord, the thoughts yeah. I have about the whole egg. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it didn't um, bother me nearly as much as it seemed to bother everybody else. I was just kind of it reminded me of the Attitude Era. It felt very Vince Russo, very Attitude Era. Well, for me, it's not so much the egg. It's like. Hey, we got Vince back on the pay per view. We got Vince right. on camera, and this is what we're wasting it on. <laughs> I mean, it's very Vince. It's very Vince. It did. It felt. It felt natural to me. It just did. It felt. <laughs> it felt natural to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed the show this week. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. If you observe Thanksgiving, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Have fun with your families. Have fun. Or, or we out. hope you already did because this is friday well that's true yes we hope you had a great thanksgiving um and hopefully you're gonna have a great weekend as well we'll be back next week of course with our regularly scheduled programming and um if you want to reach out to us please do you can uh, reach out to us via email just send an email to pos wrestlecast at gmail.com uh you can hit us up on twitter that's plus wrestlecast that's P-L-U-S WrestleCast. You can find me at Timothy K. You can find Steven at Bizarro Doom. You can even uh, find us on Facebook. Just search for the Positively Wrestling Podcast. Questions, suggestions. What do you like? What do you don't like? We'll take it all. Any interaction, please come and have some fun with us. We would really, really enjoy it. And uh, yeah, so have a great weekend. Steve, I'll let you take us out. Have a great one. Enjoy stardom. Hopefully somebody besides me will watch it. And Matane. <laughs>